Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. My name is Ron Pashery, columnist for TJRWrestling.net. Here with my good friend, Alo, Aaron Lloyd. We'd like to welcome back Ek to Fly, Eric Trembicki. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome, welcome back to the show. First, I got to say, Ek to Fly, look at you, bro. <laughs> The fresh new 21 year old looking haircut, the nice clean shave. I'm loving your edge, bro. <laughs> so it, it's funny. I was actually going to start off with one of the um, listener questions. It was okay. who on the show can pull off long and short hair? And that was the only answer. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm the, the only one that could you know, yeah, go either I, way long hair, short hair. I can't even grow hair. So I'm, I'm out of that one right out of the gate. But we had WWE payback this weekend. They were billing this show as the first pay-per-view of the new era. Not to get too long at first, just a very quick answer. Did you enjoy the first pay-per-view of the new era? I enjoyed it. It was a good show. Thought it was a good show. Aaron? That was the best show of the year. All right. Well, that. All right. You can't get much better than that. And this wow. is coming from me. <laughs> yeah, it that, is, which means a lot. A, it, a it does. It does. They started off perfectly because even the opening video package, it said this was about this is the new era, the first era of the new stars, first pay-per-view for the new stars. They, they And they showed every new star there is. Sasha Banks, Becky Lynch, Charlotte, Apollo Crews, Baron Corbin, AJ Styles. So they put over that this is about the new stars. Right, and we have arrived. Yes. Which I thought was great. So to get into some of the specifics of the show, the biggest thing I guess we'd have to say is the, the McMahon family still wrestling over control of the company. To me, that does not feel very new era. That feels very the same era we've been in for the last 20 years. Everything was, you know, Vince comes out, gets a hot crowd, turns the temperature up on them even further, encourages the CM Punk fan, the CM Punk chants. Handled it well. He did handle it. He handled it phenomenally well. He, Like I said, they were a hot crowd, and he got them even more riled up by the time Stephanie came out. Stephanie makes her case in what was once again almost a babyface promo. Telling us all the things she did that we all like, like bringing in Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, the Divas Revolution, all these things that we enjoy right she now. She even mentioned the Shield. AJ she went, she, no, she went farther back. Yeah. She even went to the Shield. and yeah. Right. Shane comes out, doesn't have as much of a case to make because he's only been involved for you know a few weeks now. Vince ultimately goes with, ah, oh, you can both do it. I want to see you disembowel each other. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So, Aaron, decision they both get to run raw. How do you feel about it? I'm, I'm okay with the decision because eventually it's going to become a struggle of power. And even I understand where it was positioned in payback. And then they both... Show, show, they both showed how they're in charge in the main event. Right. And then what I liked even more was they ended the show with Shane and Stephanie backstage saying that Vince is like, so, you think, so should AJ get a rematch? Yeah. He's like, yeah. Stephanie's like, at Extreme Rules, and then Shane just cut Stephanie off right there. That's what's going to be, an Extreme Rules match. Right. And Stephanie reluctantly, she, reluctantly she, you could tell she was angry, but at the same time she was like, thank you, Shane, that was a great idea. So that's going to be the... That, that would, that's kind of be going to be a sign of things to come when it comes to Shane and Stephanie. Yeah, Eric, did you? Because it was a long promo; it was about twenty minutes long. I mean, I wasn't mad at it because how often do we get that long promo on a paper? Right. right. Um, at the same time, this gave us where the following night we didn't have to be shoved with that, you know, that much of time being shoved down our uh, television time. 
uh, Aaron touched on a good subject. Uh, you know, Aaron and I were watching it together, and that promo at the end gave you a reason. I gotta watch tomorrow. Yeah, it was a hook for yeah. the next yeah. night, which you don't which, always get. Yeah, the second it happened, I was like, I'm, I'm happy they did that because you know you haven't seen that on a pay per view in quite some time. And how often will they just leave things hanging out there? Yeah, I mean that was a big story for that. That like I said, the biggest story really for that pay per view, and they ended on that. This is how it's going to be going forward. You two are in charge. You got to figure out how to run this thing together, and you got a taste of it right away before the show even ended. Yeah, that was the kind of running thing with the whole pay-per-view because when I saw the pay-per-view, I was like, what the hell? Some decisions like, why did they do this? Why did they do that? But they followed through a continuity, which mm-hmm. they never do, on Raw. And it made you want to watch Raw to, to get the answer to these problems that happened at Payback. So do you think then that creative continuity will be a part of the new era? Let's hope so. <laughs> do you think it will? You know they can only do things like every <laughs> once every four months. Yes. Did you like Shane and Stephanie each coming out during the main event? Yeah, I thought that was good. And throwing a new stipulation onto the match. I thought it was good because it shows, again, the power struggle and them both wanting control, them both wanting a say. I'm and not, wanting things to be different. Yeah, that and at the same time, I mean, my whole thing where I have a little bit of an issue at the end when they say next month it's going to be an Extreme Rules match, it basically was an Extreme Rules match. Stephanie basically already right. made that match an Extreme Rules match. Um, I'm not, again, just going back to the whole decision of it, I'm not mad at it being that they're taking both control because it's either that, get rid of one of them, or a brand split. doesn't right. make sense to get rid of one of them because you get rid of Stephanie, you know she's just coming back at some yeah. point. Get rid of Shane, what, so what, we only got him for a month? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody uh, wants the yeah. prospect of Shane leaving again. Exactly, <laughs> and if they did a brand split, I mean, it was it's pretty much going to get to a point, the best thing they could have did with Shane, honestly, which... He didn't express interest in it. If they did a brand split, you almost should give him SmackDown because it's going to make people want to watch that show. It's a good point, actually. It's a good way to get people interested in the second show. Yeah, and an intriguing factor to get people to watch the show is what happens when Triple H comes back? Like I said, maybe my theory of him him controlling the Bullet Club or Garrison Gals and Balor or AJ, maybe that, maybe that will come to fruition. It could. I think Triple H will play into... This story when he does come back. Yeah. They open Raw last night. Stephanie comes out with a little gift bag. The new, the newer, nicer Stephanie McMahon. She presents the picture to Shane that Vince had broken weeks ago. She tells Shane, ah, the crowd loves you. Why don't we hear what your ideas are? And then he's rudely interrupted by Kevin Owens, who starts making his demands. And, and sucking up to Stephanie. Sucking up to Stephanie, which was beautiful. And her, I don't know if I like or not her eating it up. I guess I do <laughs> like her eating it up because she's kind of mad. She feels like she's been passed over. She feels like she's been getting pushed down. Mm-hmm. So Kevin Owens is stroking her ego, and it's actually working because she yeah, kind of needs tre- that And he right treats now. Shane like the substitute teacher. Yes. And Shane ultimately says, I'm not going to grant you your rematch. You're going to have to fight for an intercontinental rematch. So that's ultimately what we ended up with. Dean Ambrose doesn't believe that there's a newer, nicer Stephanie McMahon. We'll get to that a little bit later as well. How much do you believe in the newer, nicer Stephanie McMahon? Um, I'll give it a couple months. I give <laughs> that it some, long? I'll give yeah, it some right? money in the bank. I'll give it money in the bank. When, I give it to Extreme Rules. In June. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be that long. It would be cool if it was because it will be interesting. And it, it's funny. To, it's fun to see her in that. In that different role than what we've seen her in for, what, two, two and a half years? Yeah. More, maybe even more than that. 
So the next story we have the AJ AJ Styles Roman Reigns match that took place at Payback. I think we all talked about the fact that it was kind of weird that your main event, the story is not about your title. It's not about the guy. It was more about what's going to happen with Anderson and Gallows. What's going to happen with the Bullet Club? Is Finn Balor going to be there? Are they going to help Roman? Are they going to help AJ? Well, that's I mean that's like the the nerdy question, but at the same time, <coughs> the thing I liked about it, you know, almost during the match, I enjoy the match, and it it was so good, and the time was done so right. It did give you a couple spots where, like, geez, the title could change. Yeah. You know, I'm not surprised it didn't, but it gave you enough where you would think, you know, if the title change, is, this really is a new era. And I'm not mad at it. I mean, everyone sees it on, online right now. This isn't a new era. You got the same guy that's had the title, you know. Yeah, that's not what the new era is about. The new era is about building the roster up with the new guys you have as opposed to keepers. So, like, how many times have we seen... Randy Orton and Sheamus, or matches yeah. like that. These guys that they have the same feuds go over and over again. This is about, we have these new people on the roster now. We're going to showcase them. Roman is still the guy. He was always the guy. Yeah, but Roman is still fairly new as well. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it's not like he's been around for yeah. 10 years. He was always going to be the guy for this generation. It's just a matter of now they're ready to focus and on And this is a good, program, a good program to continue with. I mean, at the end of the match, the good thing was... You knew even before they cut to that promo, AJ deserves another match. There's probably going to be another match, and that's why it makes right, sense. Right, he beat to him twice. To, yeah, technically, <laughs> technically he beat him twice, but the title wouldn't change. And I mean, it's it's something I'm looking forward to the feud conti- continuing. Or my myself included in that. I think the like I said, the story was more about Anderson and Gallows and the Bullet Club, but the match that they put on overshadowed that. A lot of people, I think, assumed, oh, well, AJ will carry Roman to have a great match. Roman was great in that match last night. They both equally he, he did, he played did, the parts that they needed to he, play. He did his thing in the match, and the thing I liked about it is everyone was wondering what was going to go on with Anderson and Gallows. I'm just happy that if it was going to be a, you know, a definite, you know, the clubs together or them turning on him and going with Roman, I'm just happy none of that happened because it can... It, you know, it can continue you wondering what's going to happen. Right. You're not sitting here wondering, like, all right, this is going to happen. This is done. Like, I'd rather it draw out. I agree. I think they, they deserve to get another pay-per-view to tell this story and another three weeks to build up to that. Did you like the main event? I've thrown this around a few times on this show, but there's no, there's no doubt this is a match of your contender. This match was amazing. So this you liked it that much? Yeah, because the whole match, after I rewatched the match, you, you were up the whole match. Like... For example, I'm convinced they're not turning Roman heel. They're not. They they're, just, they're just giving him. They're just making him edgier, uh, edgier, not edgy, have, angry. You can be angry and and be a, a, a baby face. Yeah. Still. And this match was this. I'm, I, I figure out this. This feud wasn't to turn Roman heel. This was kind of similar to what he did with Daniel Bryan. They're gonna put him in there with the with their best in-ring, in-ring worker, the, the 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 one that's beloved by but beloved by all internet wrestling fans, and they're gonna and they're gonna show what this guy can do. Roman Reigns got bad so much for WrestleMania because people were saying he couldn't hang with Hunter. What was that match? Twenty, but twenty eight minutes. Twenty seven minutes. This match went twenty five, and Roman hung with AJ in a way more fast pace, faster pace of match. That's the type of match because he's a great. People think he's just oh, he's just a big guy. He's a phenomenal athlete. Yeah. Not to steal the phrase from from AJ Styles, but he's an unbelievable athlete. Yeah, and then, he was a high level college football player. He's in incredible shape. 
And for and his he can size, do a he moves lot. really fast. Yeah, he does a lot. There's a lot of impressive, high-impact things he can do. And this is one of the things I wrote about this week. A lot of people don't like him because, oh, well, Sami Zayn is a better worker than him, or AJ Styles is a better worker than him. Not everybody can be the same worker. It would be boring if everybody was the same. Yeah, you it, need those different styles, and they played, they played off of each other really well in that. Yeah, match. and people always ask me why people hate Roman. It's because people don't like really like Roman because he's just there. They don't have him do anything cool, anything that they, that they want to cheer for. Say, oh, that's cool. But back, but going back to AJ, even though AJ lost this match. AJ was put over because he came out of it way better. Yes, than because he went into it. the casual fan was like, still, still was like, who's this guy? Why is he getting a world title shot? AJ showed he unleashed everything in his arsenal to win that match, to try to win that match. In the, in the WWE universe, got introduced to AJ Styles and show why he's actually there and he can beat be, beat the world champion. Right. Did you feel the same way AJ left that match yeah, in mean, a better position than he came into it? Definitely. I mean, like I already said, he technically won the match twice. Right. He had yep. tremendous spots. Um, I mean, the table spot awesome. was a phenomenal for him. I thought that that was insane. First I mean, time we've seen that. Yeah. I mean, you could do your normal just, he could have done an elbow. He could have, you know, did a splash or something. That was just different. Yeah. That was great. Um, they, everything about the match was good. They did, you know... People would say it's typical that you would expect Anderson and Gallows to come out, the Usos to come out, but it just helped play off the help play off the match. It yeah. did, and those guys actually them coming out, they were portrayed as they are a legitimate threat in WWE. Yeah, and there's a lot of guys who come over from other organizations that they don't unleash like that. They kind of hold those guys down because oh, they're not our guys. We can't make you think. Almost like the opposite of what WCW did with Hall and Nash. They ran all over WCW, and they talk about it all the time. You made us two guys look like we were tougher than your whole the whole company. the whole thing combined. Yeah. yeah. Whereas they made these guys look like they belong. These guys are some dangerous guys. And your point about the table spot, my favorite part about that was everybody talks about Roman being the next Cena. You know, he's Superman. He'll kick out of everything, and I like that. They want the phenomenal forearm to be a finisher. That will technically, I mean, put him through the table with the phenomenal forearm and he got counted out. So the guy who's supposed to be Superman couldn't get back in the ring in 10 seconds. So that showed, that puts over that move as a finisher that he can take out Roman Reigns under the right circumstances. So I think there was a lot of little details they got really right in this match. Yeah, and, they, and another detail is they showed Anderson and Gals got involved. But they weren't involved early on in the match. They came out the end and they, right. they hit the boot of doom. But other than that, that was all you saw of them. You didn't see them. Yeah, they got tied up with the yeah, Usos. Yeah, that's it. You didn't see too much of them. So, so, so their their whereabouts wasn't didn't overshadow the match. The match overshadowed that. But coming in, Gals and Anderson overshadowed the match. Right. So they they did a great job telling that story and getting those two guys. I think even the, the crowd almost seemed split by the end. Yeah. Almost like Roman in Rocky Four fashion started to win over the crowd. Yeah, because because that, that, this this is why they put this is why they put he definitely Roman, did get more cheers. You know, yeah, because the match. this is why they put Roman with AJ. Same thing with Daniel Bryan. Like, look, we're gonna get you. You guys are gonna like this guy, no matter what. You might not like him on like him now, but you're gonna respect him, and that's why you put him with these workhorses in the ring. So speaking of respect, last night on Raw, AJ was with Anderson and Gallows in the locker room. Roman Reigns comes up and says, "You did earn my respect." But I think your two friends here don't think you could beat me without their help. Do you think they're planting the seeds of those guys turning on him? Or do you think not yet? 
Not yet. I don't, I don't, I don't see that coming yet because they have this thing, and it, they, Gals and Anderson, they have this great, they have, they have this great way of convincing AJ, you need us. Like, like even last night, he was like, he's like, yeah, you know, Roman got that cheap shot in you, this and that. He's like, you need us, and then Roman comes and say, I respect you, but I don't respect them, and then they have to set up a six man tag. So. That in that situation, AJ has those two, and Roman has the Usos. So basically, he needs Gallows and Anderson. Yeah. So he, he, do you think the same thing that he? This is set up that for now, he needs those two guys to have his back. I mean, obviously, I don't think he needs it, and obviously, he doesn't think he needs them. Um, it's good on Roman's part to keep, you know, that weird tension. We're all expecting it. Right. Again, I hope they push off. If there's a turn, I hope they push it off as long as they can. Um, at the same time, when they go to that scene in the backstage, I'm, I'm like, that would be such a good six-man tag to watch. <laughs> Too bad they're not going to give us. <laughs> There's no way they're going to give it to us. And then right when they call that match, I'm like, you know, they're putting a decent show together tonight. Yeah, it's a, and that's a, a that logical... Match, and that match was awesome. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's, it's a, a logical, logical one. It's a logical six-man but that company that we watch every Monday night mm-hmm. doesn't put on great logical matches every week. No, and they did last night. And then another detail with this is, you notice how Gallows Anderson, they always try to get AJ to do something, and he'll say no. But then, for somehow, some way, Roman will see him doing something to get do something and get caught doing it, and Roman retaliates. Yeah. They, they did a great job. It's, it's vice versa, too. Same thing with Roman takes out Gallows and Anderson, AJ's going to take out Reigns. If, if AJ takes out Usos, Reigns going to take out AJ. They did a great job with AJ taking out taking out the Usos, and then Roman actually showed an edge last night, that which people really miss People miss about him. Do something cool. Be pissed. How many times they messed him up by just having him get beat up and be happy about it? Yeah. A few weeks ago, when Gallows and Anderson first jumped him, he didn't do nothing. He's like, your boys tell me. But last night, he took out AJ and even power bombed through the table. Even got cheers. Yeah. That's how you get this guy over. So that's actually two two notes I had written down. One was the, the anger and the level of anger that Roman is showing now. And I like, like you said, they're they're catching each other. Maybe he possibly did something heelish. But they're keeping them both in that babyface role by they're not actually yeah. doing it. Yeah. The other guy just thinks that he did. Because it's like it's like me as a heel when I'm watching, you know, <laughs> Anderson and Gallus hands them the chair. That's a well-known heel. I'm like, yeah, he, I know what I would do. I'd hit him with the chair. But he's a babyface, so he's like, I'm going to hold off. Yeah. So it's, it's you yeah, know, AJ they definitely have him. crossing that line. He's staying like, no, I don't. It's I don't like, need to resort to this. Yeah, you're watching a match with six people and two of them are heels. Mm-hmm. And then they just happen to be teaming up with a baby face. Right. The, the last two things I wanted to mention about this. One, I thought it was good that AJ got the pin in the six-man tag. A lot of times they don't, they don't have the logical person get the finish in that match. And I did love that Roman came out on top at the end of it. Not just that. He did... On, again, two nights in a row, he did another really good, phenomenal forearm because it was, yeah. you know, came out of nowhere like oh, he yeah. was running into that ropes. Was great. Mm-hmm. That, that was that great. That was awesome as well. Oh, yeah, I thought so too. I, I'll, I'll be the first to say, the first couple weeks when he started using that uh, that move, maybe it was probably over a month, I couldn't stand it because I was like, <laughs> oh, this is just like a Superman punch. But now it's like, wow, this is, you know, it gets, he, he's putting that extra edge, making it a better move. Right. So I think that story. Not only did both of those guys come out as better than they went into that match, I think that whole story is now ten times better than it was leading up to Payback. Now we have a little bit of a muddled story, but a story that I think we'll all enjoy. 
Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, <laughs> The Miz, and Cesaro. The MVP of Payback. Yes. <laughs> KO has not has never let go of the idea that that's his Intercontinental Championship. And well, he, as he shouldn't. He's no. still his contract. Like I'm glad he brought <laughs> up because any other superstar or in WWE the for the last five years, if they don't get their rematch, they just don't get right, their it rematch. Just, it just gets let go. It's just let go. They don't care about it. He cares about it. He talks about it. Him and Paul Heyman are the only people that have done that. Him and Paul Heyman. So you got someone that's not a wrestler, and you got someone that's probably one of the best wrestlers on the show right now. They're the only ones smart enough to to go and say it. I'll tell you what. When he he won the match at Payback, I immediately said, I was like, that's that's a future heavyweight champion right there. You know, that's, that's where he's going. You know, AJ Styles may have, like, a clean loss later on, and then we'll see tomorrow KO in Roman's face. And then... Two minutes later, he's talking about the IC title. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> okay. And I'm happy they did that because he makes a lot more sense. No, no offense to Zack Ryder. I, I thought it was you know good moment for my mania, but he got he his made, rematch. He, he, made, yeah. he yeah, makes he makes he makes more sense with the belt than Zack Ryder. He makes more sense with the belt than the Miz. I mean, Cesaro would be a good Intercontinental Champion, but you know, Kevin, Kevin Owens up. makes more sense than anyone else. That's a fact. Well, this whole story got kicked off with the first ever one-on-one Sami Zayn-Kevin Owens match on a WWE pay-per-view. Did it live up to what I'm sure everybody expected it to be? Oh, yeah. The match, no doubt, was great. The match was awesome. It, it was awesome, no doubt. One of the best matches of the night. But a key thing that played to this match is the commentary. And the continuity, even through the Intercontinental title stuff, the continuity was great. The commentary, they put over that there's actually, like, real true jealousy between these two guys. And JBL, even JBL was saying, um, remember, this is about new stars in in, in the future. JBL was saying, Kevin Owens is a future world champion. Byron also said, oh, Sami Zayn could be a future world champion, too. The match was awesome. I I didn't see... At first, I had a problem with Owens. Like, you know, I I thought Sami Zayn needed to win because... He's been losing more lately, and it worked. I was thinking it, the same thing. It wouldn't hurt Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens is already a made guy, and he's such a good heel that you could just wipe off the loss. So when Kevin Owens won, I was like, okay, Kevin Owens won. But then he cut that promo talking about going back at this icy title, and then he just like kind of kicked Sami Zayn out the ring. I was like, where's Sami Zayn? Like, like why is he coming? Why is he coming out now? Yeah, I was expecting him to come back. Yeah, right away. And save Byron from yeah, Owens. And yeah. it didn't happen. Yeah, it didn't happen. I was like, all right. But let's talk about Kevin Owens and Byron. Interview me! Interview me! <laughs> Get a microphone! This is my, this is my good side. This is my good yeah. side. <laughs> but so at good. the same time, he came back, not at the time we would expect, but at the same time, Sami Zayn came back at the perfect time. The perfect time. time. He came at the perfect time, but. That's what I'm saying, but that, that's why this paper. That's why so many things I have to say about this pay per view goes back and forth because of what happened later and on Raw. Well, here I'll say he came back at the perfect time because that was different. Every week, I'm not going to say we complain every week, but every week we mention on how they don't do something new. Not to say that this has never been done, but this is not something that's watered down, and you don't see someone, you know, guest comment like you know, someone. Is in a match, wins a match. On the fly, and then, goes out and yeah, commentates. Yeah, hey, I just, I just won a match. But, you know, I'm going to go do commentary. And because that belt's mine. That belt's <laughs> mine. And then someone that just lost to you just comes up and starts kicking your ass. Yeah. You don't see that. I love that, one, because Kevin Owens was trying to make the point of, now that I put Sami Zayn behind me, I can refocus on what yeah, I'm supposed con- to be Yeah, continuity. On. And Sami Zayn comes back to show you in the end... 
You know, you're it's you're not, not even over. close to being done with me yet. And this sets up what I assume is I don't think they announced it or anything no. yet, but I assume it's going to be a fatal four way for the Intercontinental yeah. Championship, which I think is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Are you just assuming that I sent that in a group text? <laughs> no. I think I did assume that, but I think you reinforced the point to me. Okay. <laughs> just make it sure. If, yeah, if I can be clear, I'll give I'll, I'll give you a I'll give you a, a, a credit for that. How about Owen wearing JBL's hat? Awesome. That was great. <laughs> that was awesome. That was great. I, I love how he moved Byron's chair yeah. <laughs> and put the, the steel chair down. That is speak. Oh my god. No, he's great. And then he, he was like, JBL and Byron, I, you, I'm way better than you in commentary. JBL, not as good as you though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. He well, he hates Cole, hates Saxton. He is phenomenal at every everything he tries to do on TV is great. We had the actual intercontinental match between the Miz and Cesaro. I thought Maurice again. Played a factor in the right uh, way. She did look great. I won't say she didn't. But the role she plays for The Miz is perfect for his character. Well, get it right. Looking good! good. (laughs) Yes. In the words of Booker T, I think that it was good to have Cesaro look like he had the match won because he's supposed to be the stronger competitor. You're supposed to be making him look better. But I think it's great for everyone involved that now these all four of these guys are going to be in some type of program over this belt, making it look important. Yeah. Like we said, Owens held up the belt, said it's mine. Last night on Raw, ultimately, Sami Zayn did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I kind of yeah, like and then, this. And then the, the go-home, didn't Cesaro do it? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah, Cesaro did, yeah. did, did it um, two Mondays ago. Yeah, and the, cr- and the crowd ate Sami Zayn holding it up, too. Yeah. So we had... Kevin Owens against Cesaro as the first match on the show. Love the intensity that Cesaro started off that match with. Yeah. Like he just wanted to kill Kevin. He, he went right to the uppercuts in the corners, mm-hmm. right out of the gate of that match. Uh, obviously, The Miz, who can't stand to be upstage, goes in and gets Kevin Owens disqualified. They end up beating down Cesaro. Zayn comes out to make the save. We get the good spot of him holding up the title. I just think that it's the Intercontinental title. I feel like it was lost in the shuffle a little bit since WrestleMania, and now it's since right it there. wasn't on Kevin right. Owens' shoulder. Once it left Kevin Owens, it was lost in the shuffle. Yeah, they don't need now two that he's talking titles, about it again. Lost in the shuffle. Yeah. So this one now, all these guys have shown you how much they want it, how much it means to them. We've had. People say the different champions of the Miz put it over, saying the different yeah. champions that have held it. So it's I think the Intercontinental title is in great hands right now, and I can't wait to see the stories they tell for the next few weeks leading up to Extreme Rules. Do you think it'll just be a straight up fatal four way? Do you think it'll be anything crazier than that? I hope for a fatal four way elimination match. Because I feel like every time I've seen a fatal four way in the last five years, it's always one pinfall yeah. to the draw. Yeah, you don't see those real, real often. But I'm just—I pl- feel like when I was growing up, that's what. If there was a fatal four-way, it was an elimination match. Didn't matter if it was a tag match. Didn't matter if it was singles. If it was a fatal four-way, it was an elimination. I'm just glad Sami Zayn—he—he he repeated what Kevin Owens did. Clean house was the last man standing in the ring. It was shades of what Kevin Owens did at Payback, and Sami Zayn needed that because he did lose clean. Yeah, they, they built him right back. Yeah, up. he needs that title. He lost clean. Sami Zayn is a Sami Zayn over as a character, but right now to get to get his popularity up, but the casual fan, he needs. That title. We all went in my seeing the same as the IC champion, but even when, it, when he held the title up, the crowd was chanting, Yes, put him over. Right, I agree with that. And how great is the bullfrog splash, by the way? <laughs> Kevin Owens. He does an unbelievable frog Kevin splash so for good. a guy that size. The, I mean, from the apron to the floor, even. I think 
every one of his movies is kind of Kevin phenomenal. Owens. I don't, I don't know how, how people don't like Kevin Owens. Me neither. I don't know how either. I just don't know. His best move is when he does that uh, that like moonsault where he does like a the, the, oh, the, the twirl moonsault. Yeah, yeah, but, but he never hits it. Don't matter. It's still good. It's still awesome to watch him <laughs> do it and miss. But he, I just wish he would hit it one day. He said, oh, it's like the move Rollins does. He never hit that. Phoenix Splash? Yeah, he, very rarely. Very rarely. Yeah. I think he had a, did it one time, but it's really rare. Yes. Ambrose and Chris Jericho. I feel like this story almost got lost in some of the other things that were going on. As you said, Aaron, last week, there really was no feud here. It was a kind of a dumb story where they're fighting over who gets to have a talk show on Raw. I did think it was a good match, though. Yeah. Match was good. You know, got as a good expected, result. I was ha- you know, it, yeah, exactly. Ambrose needed the win. Clean win, one of the dirty deeds. And I figured the feud was off, you know, or f- over. Jericho sends out the cryptic tweet saying, Yeah, thanks, WWE, got, yeah, whatever. It's see been you guys, real. you know, whenever. He had his temper tantrum after the uh, match, which was, which I love always. <laughs> which was, you know, another good player on Raw because I figured, you know, Dean's going to go somewhere else with this. And then Stephanie's out there, and she's like, yeah, you're out, and here comes Jericho. And I was surprised because I wasn't expecting him. Was almost a little bit of showing you that heel side of Stephanie because even if she's nice, who who in that roster on TV does she hate more than Jericho? Right, well, Dean says he's going to do some investigative journaling <laughs> when he has Stephanie on the show. He pushed her and pushed her, pushed all of her buttons about you know, well, Shane was gone. Yeah. You weren't. You were here. You did all this. Shane didn't. These people love Shane. When you've done more for these people than Shane has, that has to sting a little bit. It has to burn a little bit. And she finally, she didn't lose it, but she canceled the Ambrose Asylum, brought back Jericho as the host of the highlight reel. Poor Mitch. As quickly as he was here, he's R. now R. gone. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah, we we miss you, Mitch. You were you were a great player on the uh, Ambrose Asylum set. He was over. Do we think that this feud at this point is going to move in a better direction than them fighting over the Ambrose Asylum or the highlight reel? Do we think this is a match at Extreme Rules? I think it would have to be because because Dean Ambrose did beat Jericho clean in a great match, which like I said didn't have much of a story, but the match made up for it. They got a lot. They got plenty of time to have that match. And that match was awesome. I think that was one of Jericho's best matches since he's been back, even better than some of his AJ stuff. Yeah, I had no That's a big statement. <laughs> no, because a couple of those AJ matches they were good, but they weren't great. After you face somebody four times, I think the, I think maybe their their first match and second match was bet, bet, the better two, but. I, I didn't thought Jericho was going to. He sent up that tweet saying, tell me I'll see you guys again. But now there's actual, like, real heat between these guys. And with Extreme Rules coming up, this is this calls for a gimmick match. Well, exactly with you saying that about it going for a gimmick match, I think there's a lot of good stuff here that's going to happen specifically for Dean. One, Dean needs big wins. Um, I said two weeks ago on this show how Jericho has, you know, this recent run, he's won more matches than any of his runs in the past four or five years. Probably Anytime, combined, almost. <laughs> you're probably right. Hey, look, Anytime he usually comes out. Time. I think, what was it, the past two years, if he came back, he only won on SmackDown. He would lose on Raw, lose on the shows, go away. Come back, lose on Raw, lose on the shows, take a win on SmackDown in main events. That's it. So, you know, this, he got a bunch of wins over AJ. He got some, you know, other good wins on, on Raw, 
he, you know, a bunch of win- uh, pinfalls in tag matches. He made people tap out from the walls of Jericho for the first time in 16 years. <laughs> and then now with this, you know, you're, we're building Dean back up. He got a clean, clean one with his finisher. And then now you get the chance of it, you know, I don't know if they're going to make it a street fight where I got Extreme Rules match, but put these guys in a cage, put them in a ladder match, um, a um, TV show or in a pole match, whatever, <laughs> whatever they're going to call it. You know, Dean's probably going to catch the winner. It's going to make him look strong. Would you book a TV show on a pole match? Bro, I'm still in a Nikki Bell on a pole match. <laughs> so we all agree. Who, who would win that match? Hmm. Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> it's a good choice. Yeah. That's, I think it's written. That could be his heel turn. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> I was just trying to get a dollar in the drawer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe one of us should have said it. Well, we'll get one by the end of the show, I'm sure. Uh, out of me? <laughs> I don't know. That, no, that's not the focus. <laughs> you, you are the John Cena of not putting a, a dollar in the John Cena jar. I'm not going to bury myself. <laughs> um... So we all can agree Ambrose got a much-needed win. Got himself, you know, this is a good start to his post-WrestleMania journey into next year. So, yeah, I guess it's it's got to be a match at Extreme Rules. I guess we'll see what the match ends up being. It's not going to be just a straight-up match. Extreme Rules is supposed to be every match got a gimmick. Yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to <laughs> see... In WWE's case. I'm yeah, excited yeah. to see what it's going to be, and it's a pleasant surprise that Jericho's run isn't over quite yet. And I think it's pretty safe to assume that Ambrose will go over in that match, too, because it'd be foolish not to. Yeah. Women's division, Charlotte against Natty. What I thought was a good match until another very non-New Era thing happened. Who the... A recall of the screw job. Who the hell booked that? Time out. One thing I did like about this. Okay. Now... I don't know if because I was watching Raw about an hour and a half behind, you know, skipping through commercials. I don't know if I caught a little bit too much on social media ahead of time and then watched it. At least one thing I liked about it, I remember watching that and then it's over and then on to the next segment. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, why? Why did that happen? What made sense? The only thing that made sense is what? You guys don't like what Bret Hart is saying in interviews about the company. <laughs> so you're going to keep you guys, jamming it down his throat? Yeah, you guys did that for for Brett. I, I didn't get it. And but the, at least the next night, they went back and explained what they used to do in WCW and why. And that's why it was that referee. And then it all made sense. Exactly. I was on the L on the show, by So I, Yeah, I was about to say, you know, I wanted to wait to a specific thing. And there, no, I'm going to wait. There's two more times. I'm going to say it right now, but there's two more times. I think they've been watching this podcast. They've been hearing <laughs> I'm thinking it. I'm thinking it because they do they do stupid stuff like this and then they don't explain it. Well, one of them were watching our podcast. They're like, "Oh, we did something really stupid. Those guys are gonna bash us." So they explained it. It won't seem so stupid if we say why it happened. Yeah, and also it makes you want to watch Raw. Continuity. Well, <laughs> since since we're on the divas, two what, weeks well, two well, weeks ago, t- women. My fault. The women's division. <laughs> it, it, the women's division. Can't fault you for that. They've been called that for a while. This is true. This is true. Or in the women's division, Alo said two weeks ago how they forgot they had a secondary, a secondary feud, you know, going right with Emma, and um, yeah. I can't even remember. Becky I got so much from my, I got so much I want to say. <laughs> Becky and Emma 
And, you know, at least they went into it on Raw, and they, they acknowledged that. They put on a match. It wasn't just a promo. Like on SmackDown, they've been doing. You can right. get just a segment backstage. But they... They got a six-minute match. They <laughs> I think that the... How long was it? Six minutes. Was it? Okay. Yeah. The fallout from the Chicago Screwjob, as they're trying to pretend oh, like that's what it's up. called. <laughs> um, I, just, I thought the ending in the moment ruined what was a really good match. It did. I do like that they gave you an explanation for why it happened, and now it's like, okay, this is what the reasoning was. I also think that Natty looked really good in this match. She came out of this match better. She's going to get a rematch now and a submission match at Extreme Rules. I don't want to even start getting into predictions yet, but do you think that there's a chance they'll give her the title? No, I don't think so. I think if they were going to do it, they should have been last night with Brett there. They should have did it with Brett there, and then she could have tapped out a month later. I, I don't. I don't. Think I think this is just gonna. I almost want to say this hurts her. She's been around forever. She had the Divas titles because that's what it was. Yes, then. it was. She had that for a cup of coffee. Ran out of coffee and it was gone. <laughs> and you know she she hasn't really done. You know she she's well, known for good matches. Sip. That's why you got to sip. God pounds. It's hot. <laughs> well, so, I, you know I don't. I doubt it. Well, I, I hope, but I doubt it. I think you're right that it could make her push her right back down in the long run, long run but I think after Sunday night, she looked better coming out of that match yeah. than she did going in. I thought it was great to see it as much as he's kind of a miser anymore and he just got nothing but negative things to say about everything. It was nice to see Brett back on WWE television. You can barely walk. I know. I, I felt... It's kind of... I almost guess going like through a, some things right now. Cut, I know. Cut I'm, the man I'm, some slack. I know, but I'm saying... you WWE, you got Brittany's gone on TV, you know he could barely walk? That, that made, was my thing. When they, when they announced him, I was like, really? You got this guy to go, come on TV? It made me feel like when I see Foley. Like when we saw Foley at the NXT show last year, you know, kind of hunched over. It's, it looks like heartbreaking. Sad. This guy gave us Sad. so much of his body yeah. that he's relatively... I mean, a young man in life... By life standards, and he can barely walk I, around. Honestly, specifically us, I will say Foley and Bret Hart, what we've seen on TV, is nothing compared to what we saw a couple guys at House of Hardcore, the condition they were in. All right. Fair. Fair <laughs> enough. So, <laughs> it's back up. Bret, you did a great sharpshooter. Not great. Time out. It, time it was... out. Time out. Better sharpshooter. Bret Hart now or the rock? Bret Hart. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dwayne. <laughs> Yo, why do you guys hate his sharpshooter so much? Anyway, back to the women's division. I thought the match between Charlotte and Natty was excellent, like always. They they don't have bad matches. Right. I was pissed off about the ending, but the continuity fought on the Raw. Charlotte did an amazing promo, talking about following up, saying Little Nate was a big fan of my father, yeah. was the referee for the Four Horsemen, and in WCW. Then what I really liked was. What, what didn't happen at Payback, Natty was even, didn't even have any anger. Right. She came down and was very aggressive and had an aggressive promo because Natty never seems to be angry. She's like the grandmom of the division, yeah. to, but she actually was angry. Would have been ten times better if when she was walking down to the ring, she smacked Charles Robinson. <laughs> ten times better. Would have been ten times better, you're right. But... I do. Like I can't the book day. everything. They were able we to, can't book everything. <laughs> they were able to put even more heat on Charlotte for this. Yeah, which is always good. Mm-hmm. 
they were able to cast some light on, hey, Rick, you may not be the best thing to be hanging around your daughter ringside all the time. Yeah, and... Stephanie comes out and says, you're banned. She said, this is embarrassing for you. Mm. What happened last night was embarrassing. What happened tonight was embarrassing. He said, she said, I think she even said, you're in the way or something to that effect. Mm -hmm. And I think this may be leading to Charlotte separating from Rick and being able to go on her own heel path. Yeah, and then... Something I'm Maybe not sure. they got a reason they want to get Ric Flair off TV right now. He's not really doing too good at airports. Maybe. <laughs> That's nothing new. <laughs> but one, one, one thing I did like was that, I'm not sure if Charlotte or Little Nate said this, but I, I think they said she, she never tapped, but she was yelling, stop it. Yes, stop Charles it, Robinson stop said it. it. She was begging. Yeah. So, so Charlotte was basically putting over that she or, was. Yeah, Little Nate said she was yelling, stop yeah. the match. And Rick said she was begging <laughs> Little Nate. <laughs> Yeah, but that that put Charlotte over, and Charlotte's doing her best heel work. Put her more over as a heel because yeah. she didn't, you know. Yeah, Charlotte's the hottest, one of the top hottest heels in the company, one of the, right. one of the top five. When people come out, she's getting over. People are starting to cheer for it. I don't know if you caught payback, but when she when her song came out, the camera angle, everybody was getting up. Yeah, to cheer Charlotte, and I, I I'm glad they're gonna have a submission match because when do you ever see a women's submission match? Rarely. And then these two women are. Two, two of the ones that got work a more technical match. I think it's going to be a great match. Yeah, it's perfect for these two. It'll be a great match. It'll be a great story going forward. Where, where's Sasha? The question backstage. Of every week. That was a payback. Backstage talking to Shane, but again, like we brought up, we brought up two weeks ago. You can't. Say, okay, we're going to give this person the title at this thing six months from now and then have them out of the picture. Because when they come back, okay, people like us who are were marks for her, we'll, we'll be you know, fired up whenever she comes back. It doesn't matter. But there's a lot of people that don't watch NXT. There's a lot of people that don't really know who the boss is. There's a lot of people that don't know what her NXT title journey or NXT women's title reign oh, why, is all Oh, why about. we love her so much. Right. During, during the match at so Payback, they were chanting, we want Sasha. Right. But you can't just take for granted that this audience is going to be all about her when you bring her back after she's been gone for a month. Yeah. But you, you have to keep these people in front of the camera, even, like, even if it's just a 30-second promo that she does. Give her something to do. You can't just have her talking off camera to Shane McMahon a little bit and think that that's going to keep her relevant to people who don't know who she is. Yeah, Vince Russo says this all the time. Consistency is key. If you if you're putting somebody on TV that's new, you got to show them every week. Will she be on SmackDown on Thursday? No. Smack, will Sasha be on SmackDown on Thursday? I would think. you got to at least put her in an exhibition match beating someone every week. You know what she'll be? Main event. <laughs> The biggest fan, <laughs> the, the advocate of main event, Alo Aaron. That's what. That, that's, is that where she really goes? That, that's event? where all the good women's matches are. Main event. I'm just glad Becky. They remember Becky and Emma. I'm just. I'm glad Emma got the victory because F, Becky Lynch has some kind of credibility. Right. Emma was gone for a she while. She doesn't have to win. Emma had the getting called or demoted to the main roster yeah. and kind of getting trashed already. In, and now among, she's back. And yeah, it, it, it does make sense to build her up. Yeah, and to like, make her matter. Well, she's so much better than her original character. Oh, I, yeah, no doubt. Emma's way hot. Great character. Oh, yeah, dot her hair and everything. You lost some weight. I like how up. much she's bought into the I'm attracted to a heel girl. <laughs> <laughs> Who's not? Really? 
You got a baby face at home. <laughs> I, I, I was about to say, if anyone's not attracted to a heel, it'd be the baby face of all baby faces. Well, I like that they're really buying into the whole Emma, it's all about me thing that she yeah. started with Dana in NXT. And they're carrying it over. And Dana's saying, it's all about you. It's it's a thing that's going, Yeah, it's it's kept going all this yeah, time. Yeah, I just, I just wish people would start giving Emma, Emma more of a reaction because she, she's real good. She's real good. And she and like we always say, in, in the women's division, there's not many heels. Because they're heels, but you can't, they're not really defining so they don't right. do anything to be a heel. Emma poked Becky in her injured eye last mm-hmm. night and they hit the Michinoku driver for the win. Yeah, the Michinoku driver. It was in the Sami Zayn Kevin Owens yeah. match, too. I thought about you when that Yeah, because I, I railed on this a few weeks ago. I, it's a move that they banned the pile driver. They really should, they banned the curb stomp, which, because somebody might have hit their head on the mat. I mean, somebody could break their neck. They don't ban live. They don't ban live events. Yeah, they they shouldn't. I, they should not be doing that move anymore. You need, we just saw. This is actually a good segue into the next thing, which is the tag division. Enzo and Cass against the Vaude Villains for number one. Yeah, but one you can't blame a move for that. Well, it's not a move, but you see how easy it is for yeah, somebody yeah. to get a head injury. Or a neck injury, anything that directly puts somebody's head or neck at yeah, risk. This is wrestling. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing it. I think the Michinoku driver, and I'll, I'll, anytime I see it, I'm going to come on here and say it, the same thing. I'll t- I mean, it looked like Becky was hurt from it. Right. Yeah. When Zayn did it to Nakamura, I thought he dropped him on his head. I, I just think there's no there's no real place for it anymore if you're really concerned about the head and neck of your performers. But Enzo and Cass. Great response when they came out. The Vaudevillains, a great foil to Enzo and Cass. Or actually, maybe Enzo and Cass are a foil to them. Because they're the old school, the bygone era guys. Cass, or Enzo said, let's let bygones be bygones. And then, what, five minutes into the match, he gets knocked out accidentally. A legit injury. Gets rushed to the hospital. Scary moment, kind of actually killed the crowd. Yeah, and it's one of those like rare things. And when you know, usually when there's an injury, they at least mention this is who won. You didn't get till the next night that they said they were going to move forward with it. Right, but yeah, it was. It was, I mean, I felt bad for. I felt bad for all four of them because this is like their big yeah. kind of coming out party, and it got well taken for away their pay per view debut. Yeah, yeah, and then goes out to I believe he's pulled from all events on May twentieth. May twentieth is what I saw today. The, one of the other things I love is how much New Day loved it. Yeah. Sitting ringside, eating on the floor. pizza. <laughs> on the floor. That was so good. Taping it on their cell phones. That was good. That's another, and, and you know, not, I almost, sorry for Enzo. I hope he gets better, and I hope they, you know, go flying from where they left off. However... I wish the match could have finished just to see what more they would have done. Oh, the me night. too. I mean, they were sitting there in beanbags, eating yeah. snacks. It, it, it was good. It was very comical. And like I said to Aaron last week, it's it's nice to see them because they, they were the heels for a while. They got turned babyface. Aaron has said many times he doesn't like them as much as a babyface team. They're not as much fun. The so last, he could relate more now. The last two weeks, the last two weeks, I feel like they look like they're having more fun than they have been in the last month. So I like to see that from them. On Raw, the New Day come out again. Xavier boasting that Beyonce was... <laughs> if his phone wasn't dead, he'd show you all the DMs that he had gotten from Beyonce. And then unfortunately, Big E had to break it to us that that didn't really happen. You, you had to let him down. <laughs> <laughs> he did. The Vaude Villains came out. You got Aiden singing the WWE. I'm not going to sing at all, but... The World Tag Team Champions, I, I think that's such a great touch. 
He had how Woods gets so mad. Oh, me too. You had Gotch saying that uh, they made Enzo, they turned Enzo Amore into the realest guy in the emergency room last night. I thought that Which was, was a good play. They're pretty they're good. good. I didn't really hear him. T- they didn't get a chance to talk much in the NXT, but they're pretty good on the mic. They're very good. So Gotch. That segment had a lot of good mic. Like, there were some comments they were made, and every time I was like, oh, yeah. good. What was the other thing Gotch said? Oh, I got him right now. No, oh, he said Enzo, how are you doing? <laughs> Which I thought was great. So they were two of the first people I met at the performance center, mm-hmm. and because they were the tag team champions, they had the they had Finn Bailey and the Vaude Villains, and I spoke to Finn first. Bailey was talking to somebody, and the Vaude Villains walked right up to me, asked me where I was from. I said Philadelphia. This is when the Pope was here, and they were like, "Oh, so did you did you get to meet the Pope or whatever?" Like it was funny that they immediately just jumped on conversation topics with me. Mm-hmm. No, have you ever seen Boys to Men live? And Aiden, Aiden was like, what is, "Why are you asking him that?" And Gotch is like, "Well, because they're from Philadelphia." He said he's from Philadelphia. He started singing Motown Philly a little bit. They were just really, really nice, kind of cool guys. Like they were looking for things to talk to me about. So Gotch, I think, is a very smart, articulate guy. Aiden English had that thespian actor singer character, so they can get on the microphone and be really good if you give them a chance. And I thought they were last night. The Dudleys come out and rain on their parade. I wonder if you ever seen Boys and Men in concert. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. All right, good. <laughs> yeah, I have not. Um, and I was happy the Dudleys came out. Yeah, I was too. Continuity, because Enzo and Cass beat them to get to the finals. Right. And they said, Let's we should restart be the tournament. Let's fresh. And Shamus hoped for, but. What I thought was the highlight before that commercial break was Big Cass coming out alone. And this held his own. His held his own. Vintage, not only held his own, but when he did the that was awesome. Dudley do but he held his own on the microphone. And you, you know, I mean, those two are so tight. I don't know if you saw the video. If he was in tears when Enzo was getting put in the ambulance and brought out, I didn't see that. So Stone Cold always talks about how he hated being in a tag team because you're so dependent on the other guy. The other guy can drag you down. The other guy can get hurt. And now you're off TV for a month. So those guys are so reliant on each other. And you got to think a guy like Cass is like, it took us this long to get here. Now in our, our big, like, you know, premiere on a pay-per-view, he gets hurt. We're off the show. Who knows? He might have broke his neck. Who knows when we'll be back. He gets to come out the next night talking about Zoe is my family. You took out my family. And a lot of emotion. Yeah. A lot of heart. You believed. That that guy was coming out there to knock somebody out. Yeah, Enzo gets. We all we all love Enzo, but Cass Cass doesn't really always say much. He says he always ends up ends the promo. Right. But he like I said he, he held got the his belly own. gun spot with the one mm-hmm. line. He he held his own in that promo. Sure, he could actually talk. Yeah. So then they end up in an eight man tag. Which I made loved, sense. Yeah, I loved the spot of Cass hitting the big boot off the ring apron. Biggie catches him and hits the belly to booty or booty to belly, whatever they call it, <laughs> on the floor. But there's are there there's not many guys that are a better hot tag than Cass. No, not many. Because he's so big, powerful. He's got so much personality in there. You're waiting for him, and he delivers every single time. And I thought booking. We've complained a lot about booking over the course of this show. Whoever booked him to get the pinfall and to finish in that match, it was a. It was just like beautiful you said idea. earlier about AJ getting the pin. It was the exact same thing. He was the right person to get the pin. Because it also, if we got three weeks where you're not going to see Enzo, 
for three weeks, it just helped kind of keep it that, you know, they're relevant, they're strong. And we have, as a crowd, you have some sympathy for Cass yeah. right now. And him getting that, it's they're paying you back for investing your emotion into it. So I thought that was perfect booking in that in that match. I don't know if there's anything anybody else has to say about the no. tag division. You got anything else on the tag division? Just you're happy to see the Dudleys again finally? Oh! What's up? The hot, the longest built in storyline in WWE. <laughs> the Golden the Truth. The Golden Truth. The Gorgeous Truth. <laughs> Are, are they ever going to be a tag team? Goat with a gold dango? It's, I don't even so, know. The thing I like about this, that, and, you know, I guess a good bit of this stuff happens during SmackDown, so I miss some of it, or it could be a bit more raw and I'm fast forwarding. But I, at first, when I saw they were bringing in um, Tyler Breeze, I was liking that because he's been buried more times than he needs to be. So get some on TV. Not only that, gotta win. I like so you got first one of the year. You got someone old like Goldust who's been around forever, and Archer's been around longer than Mm -hmm. a lot of people think. And then now you get they throw in Fandango, which he needs to be out there too. Right. So they're doing they're helping elevate two guys that are doing nothing. So I can appreciate that. That's true. So I I hope they do. Like, there's no point in putting Archer. They could be a good tag team. But is it me or is it weird that they're investing so much time in this? Four months. <laughs> oh, five months now. That they could have invested in, in a lot of other things. And you know, Let's go I appreciate our truth more than most. I love how Goldust acts uh, like a jealous we, girlfriend. We have a There is somebody who viewer. appreciates him more than me. Yeah. That's why I said more than most, not all. <laughs> I don't appreciate him the most. <laughs> but... You're right. Tyler they Breeze. They love get... him in Clifton Heights. <laughs> Tyler Breeze gets a win. But how did he get that win again, by the way? Hmm? How did he get that win again? What? Tyler Breeze. What? How did he get the pin? Oh, roll up. <laughs> My favorite ending to a match, the, the roll up out of nowhere. So, yeah, we Look, man, Tyler Breeze, Tyler I think Breeze won. Up. I was just happy. I guess I can go into, uh, I guess, the next storyline, which there was a roll up on payback. Obviously, you know, we saw Dolph Ziggler, a baby face use. Yes. Hey, I could, hold on. So I didn't have it, a problem it, with that. So, in 24 hours, you see we saw three. three roll-ups. Yeah. Miz, only person that used trunks, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, well, as, and commentary, as Stone commentary pointed, out, pointed out. Which they don't usually. But it's like, you know, even Stone Cold said on his show. Gotta yeah, grab the trunks. Yeah, he said, if you're gonna do it, at least grab a handful yeah, of trunks. Yeah, you gotta do it right. So... But I just don't get the whole thing of like a baby face doing it. Like a baby face, do it if and like then, and then, no, do it, do it if you're that small no, and you're going against a giant. But like he Baron is. Corbin, who? Dolph Ziggler going against Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin is bigger than Dolph Ziggler. And the thing with this, I didn't have a problem with Dolph winning because Baron Corbin dominated that match, and he was he didn't take advantage of when Ziggler was at his weakest. And and moreover, Nalo in commentary they took they told that story that that he, he made a rookie mistake. So he was just showboating, even home, before they the crowd. His cockiness. Yeah, he was being cocky, and, and Ziggler just took advantage of when he Corbin should be jumped on him. I just hate the fact that two, one of his two finishing moves is a famouser, and he has a pin no one with that in four years. Yeah, you know who sold it the best it was Triple H, because <laughs> it's Triple H. <laughs> he's the game. Exactly. That's why I I didn't love Corbin losing. I I understand your point. It's similar to what I said about Corbin losing to Aries. But see, I, it made me feel like him getting a quick non-decisive win sets up. Okay, you didn't really beat me. You just kind of caught me. Yeah, but I'm not a big fan of those so-called undefeated streaks because 
it's like it goes on. The, to- the story's been told so many times. Just have a guy lose every now and then, even though, like, a loss like that, that's fine because it came out of nowhere and it's for a reason and a rookie mistake because Corbin is still basically a rookie new to the roster. He didn't truly get beat. Yeah. This, so this is my suggestion to WWE. Next time they want to do an undefeated streak, they should do it with a tag team. No. It'll be at least different. They, no, they do do it with tag teams. It's just the fact that it's not commentary. Commentary has to put that out there. Most of when most teams come up, they don't they don't lose right away. It's just it's the commentary thing. And, and if if the writers want to portray that they're having an undefeated streak, well, exactly that. You figure everyone that comes to NXT that means something, they're always talking about they're undefeated. They have a loss. Because they mention that all the time. They're, they're building they them don't up. Have, yeah, but I'm just saying they got to do that on a tag team, or make someone undefeated in NXT. Make them never touch the NXT tag titles, then put them on the main roster and keep them undefeated. I wouldn't just hate my it if two it happens cents, every now and again. But we had the U.S. No, I'm just saying, you see that with the singles all yeah. the time. You see it with Rusev, you saw it with Goldberg. Yeah, but you can't do it with everybody. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. Do it different. Do it with the team. I don't agree, next. <laughs> we'll never agree. No. Nope. That's true. If there's one thing I've learned in my time with you two, is that you Here, will not... this next topic agree. we're not going to agree on. Next. Okay, U.S. title, Battle Royal. One of the highlights of the, the show. The U.S. title has been... The who? The who? The who S? Exactly. The who S? <laughs> the who S title. So, actually, Ryback and Kalisto had a pretty good match on the pre-show. The pre-show stopper. You, you saw yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> it was great. That was beautiful. Uh, you mean Rypunk. Rypunk, yes. Rypunk. Who's taking his ball and going home. Apparently. I hope so. Thank he you got know. sent home. But, U.S. title battle royal for number one contendership. They made a point to bring out Titus O'Neil, got his own entrance. Corbin got his own entrance. I'm trying to remember. I think that there was... Sheamus. Sheamus got his own entrance. So, I'm looking at who's in there, and I'm thinking, okay, you have Cruz and Corbin. I thought it was Cruz. So, Corbin already won about the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I thought, okay, it's going to be Cruz. And then he'll get to carry the U.S. title for a little while and kind of make a name for himself. I thought also, that eh, it could be the League of Nations ends up fighting for it at the end. Mm-hmm. I had somebody in mind that I wanted to win it. I thought Rusev. I thought this is where, well, he, made, this is where he made his bones with the U.S. title. Maybe it's time to say, you know what? We really messed up with him the last year. Let's get back to what was working with him. Then over the course of the match, you know, Corbin gets thrown out like he didn't really matter. Cruz gets thrown out like he didn't really matter, which I thought was weird, this being the new era and all. But then it ends up being the three League of Nations members and Zack Ryder. I thought, okay, this is kind of weird. They're going to just throw Ryder out, and it'll be the three of them battling it out. Then it ends up Rusev and Ryder, and I thought, that's pretty smart booking too, because you might think there's a chance of Ryder winning based on what happened with the Intercontinental Championship. So I thought it was a smart way to do it. Now, you said you actually liked the Battle Royale, highlight of the show, one of the highlights of the show. For I thought it was awesome. Like I said earlier, this is, I said two weeks ago, how they don't do the right thing every week, where we have two mid-card titles, a women's division title, a men's heavyweight title, and a tag title. There's five belts, and sometimes you'll get Nothing to do for three hours with any belt. Maybe we'll talk about the Intercontinental title a little bit and then nothing else. Or maybe we'll see the tag titles get defended and nothing else. You don't see the U.S. title even touch the screen. Um, Roman Reigns won't be in the main event. He won't have nothing to do with the main event. The main event won't be to be a number one contender against his title. 
So this, I think, was awesome. We saw every title had a storyline throughout the show. So the U.S. title for this whole year hasn't been relevant at all. It's been on the pre-show for the last three or four pay-per-views. So the thing I loved about this, one, it wasn't like just a random put-together uh, Kalisto's defending it against... Our truth. It yeah, wasn't whoever. Him. Hey, it wasn't him against Sheamus. Like, where Sheamus get the title from? Somebody it was, to go out and earn exactly. The shot. One, I'm a big fan of battle royals. Two, I love when they put them on free TV. I thought it made sense because while watching this match, there were several different times where I was like, "Well, he could win. Oh, he could win." So at first, once they do the entrances, Titus O'Neil, he you know he was the first one that got the TV entrance. So I was like, "Okay, that makes sense." And this could be their apology. Right. He, you're gonna win. Then Baron Corbin came out, and then I was like, wait a minute. They could make him look really strong. He won his last battle royal he was in. He could win this battle royal. And then he could keep the U.S. title for a couple months. And next year at the Royal Rumble, this guy's a beast in battle royals. So I'm thinking, well, he's going to win. So the third and last uh, entrance you get is Sheamus. So I'm looking at the match as it's going on. Who I really wanted to see win was Sin Cara. I was like, it would be awesome because... Teammates against each other? Yeah. What are you going to do? That match is going to be awesome. It's going to be a cruiserweight match. Uh, No, that'll be a botch fest. (laughs) (laughs) Match would be great. It'd be great. That'll be a botch fest. Were you happy with Rusev taking, pulling it out, though? Well, you know, just going through the match, how it went a couple times. I mean, when it gets down to the final five, you got the three guys from League of Nations. You have Sin Cara and you have Zack Ryder. You know... I was surprised when I saw Sankara go over because I figured it would make sense to turn them against each other. They're not doing much as a team. So when he goes over, I was like, okay, cool. They're just going to throw Zack Ryder out, and then you're going to have these three go. And Zack Ryder ended to the, the two. So I figure, you know, if they just beat him down and throw him out, he's where he's always at. But they made him look strong, and I was happy it wasn't Sheamus. I thought it would have made better sense to, you know, Rusev made sense to win. So, match was good. I was happy with the result. I was happy with the way the whole match played out. I'm glad they put an emphasis back on Ruru. <laughs> because, thank God the League of Nations is over. I, I, couldn't, I couldn't take it anymore. And with those, with those four guys that, that were left in the ring, it made sense for Rusev to win. Sheamus and Del Rio, as they do get lost in a shuffle, they're already somewhat made guys. Both right. men have been world champion numerous times, and both are former U.S. champions. Well, yeah, they and, made their way up. They're up here already. Yeah. And Del Rio's already had his match with Kalisto. Yeah, yeah. So Rusev, he's the one that still can be made. And getting back the U.S. title and giving it prominence and getting heat back like when he did have the title, we'll put him back on the map. And Rusev is a, an amazing worker. And then you get Lana back with him, with Lana can so, still go back to her being in shock. Go back to her being in charge of him, it, it could be great for a great heel dynamic. Or he'll win the belt, and then on Memorial Day, Cena can come back and take it away from him. No. <laughs> That's what you would book. No, I want Apollo versus face. Rusev. Yeah? I want Apollo versus Rusev. That's, That'd be awesome. I kind of thought that would happen, but I was hoping it would be Rusev. So I was glad I was glad that's how it turned out. And I thought that they booked it pretty well, I thought, as well. Yeah, I, thought Paul, I was glad you were right and he was no, wrong. Yeah. I, thought, I, thought, I, I thought Apollo Crews could have won. He could have won the title, gave him a character. Yeah. So I do want to talk about NXT for a couple minutes. But real quick, before we get to that, we have a listener question from Ronald the Yeti Lloyd. <laughs> Uh, he really enjoyed payback, even though his brother didn't order enough food. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Zayn and Owens was the start of something special, and I see many comparisons to Jericho and Benoit when they started their feud. Speaking of, 
Jericho and Benoit versus Triple H and Austin is a top three match in Raw history. Look into the future, and who would you book as the new two-man power trip in this fantasy match when Zayn and Owens ultimately become friends again? So I'll just take this first real quick because I had thought about it already. I I don't know if this is really a prediction as much as I think it would be cool. I think we already know Roman is the guy. Seth Rollins is the future, the architect. So I'm going to go with, with Reigns and Rollins as being the two-man power trip. Just to make mine a little different, I would go with <laughs> Ambrose and Rollins. Okay, still good. Hey, and You know, even if you went with Reigns and Rollins, They've already been tag champs, so it kind of would make sense right. to go that way. But I just obviously got to spin a different answer. <laughs> How about you? I'm going with... Hmm. I'm going to go with... He thinks we already got it with Tyler Breeze. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, R-Truth. <laughs> yeah, gorgeous truth. That's the new two-man power trip. I'm going to go with Seth Rollins and Triple H. Do you think that happens within the next nine months? The match? No, them... Being the quote-unquote two-man power trip, do you think? Well, the, the, the true two-man power trip would be Roman in the shovel. <laughs> the, Roman could take the R, off, the, the R off his chest and put a Superman logo. And then Cena <laughs> has the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have Triple H and Rollins, Rollins and Ambrose, Rollins and Reigns. So we all agree Seth Rollins yeah. will be at least one half of the two-man mm-hmm. power trip. Yeah. Yeti, thank you for your question. <laughs> NXT. Thank you, Yeti. Again, not a, not a ton that happened on this show. I can't wait to go back to full sale. We, meaning that I, I hate that. That's one of the things access. I wanted to bring up. Kaylee Bay Hutchinson, whatever it is. Well, that's arena, not that. It's that what, crowd is dead. Yeah, because it's just a cut off section of WrestleMania access. So the building's so big, you can't get any noise out of that thing. That makes a little sense. I'm like, wow, this crowd is terrible. There's no noise for any match. We got Asuka and Eva Marie. Corey Graves. Uh huh. Corey, like you're not going to tell me he reminds you of somebody. No, right? if Eva Marie was a, if Eva Marie Marie wanted to be a true heel, he could be her personal commentator. Oh yeah, he is excellent. He is great. When she came out when the match started, he said, "Is this match for the, for the women's title?" Tom Phillips was like, "No." Like, Why would it be? She's like, "Well, she won a match at WrestleMania. <laughs> but it was a ten, even ten, ten, it was a ten woman tag. It doesn't matter." She's he like, does he phenomenal at putting her over. <laughs> Say he called a technical in the ring. It was, oh, yeah. it was so good. I do think, despite what obviously everyone says and thinks about her, she is getting better. Yeah, she is. You can tell that she it's still relatively new to her. You can tell just by the way she moves that this is not she's not fluid. She's thinking about it before she does it. But you've seen improvement from the time she came back to now. Yeah, and this match got time. This it match was over ten time. minutes. And here with all the heat she got, I mean, that girl won't quit. She, well, that's that's one of the things I like. Is she's she actually gets legitimate. Like people will hate her. Yeah, for yeah, per total divas, <laughs> and right. her not want to be a wrestler, and they just hate her. I did like also, you know, Nia Jax ultimately comes down, confronts Asuka a little bit. That's obviously I. Do we see Bailey and Asuka again? Did the I'm sure we get it. I'm sure it's not the tapings happened already, but that match wasn't announced for the takeover. No, oh, Bailey and Oscar was. It that? wasn't announced. Not, there's only one match that was announced. So I don't know anything that happened. I typically don't read them, but I do look forward to seeing a Nia Jax uh, because they built Oscar as nobody can touch her, and at least Nia Jax is just she's. Do you the, want a spoiler? You can give me one. Yeah. Nia Jax pinned Bailey. Really? During during the, the, this past NXT taping. Wow. 
did not expect that. That's that Samoan family right there. She's <laughs> calling in favors. So they're they're ready to really build Nia Jax yeah. to that next level. Well, that that's exciting to hear. I don't like to see. I never like to see Bailey lose, obviously, because she's so endearing. No, you you but, feel bad. Yeah, but bad. everybody's got to lose before they go before they get to their demotion. Yep. So nobody wins and then goes right up. So I get that's kind of cool to hear though, because I do think Nia and Oscar will have a pretty cool match. The revival, we don't really need to talk about them. I know you don't want to. They can't. They can't get a reaction anywhere. They got one on Twitter right now. <laughs> they, they get crickets everywhere. A, a, a sold out building. A, the half of the the Russmans, they can't get a reaction anywhere. No. And don't, I don't they got? A, didn't they get a pretty good reaction in UK? No, they, no, they were crickets. They would like. I think they could work as heels on he in WWE. <laughs> but He's they, adamant. No, because I think they could work. I think their style and what they portray can work on NWWE. But the thing is, they get no reaction, not even booze. It's just nothing. You can hear silence. Well, the thing is, you have like the kind of like the the classic smarks like them because of the way they work. But that's the only period. they like them. They don't hate them. They're not going to boo them. And then the rest of the crowd just doesn't really care. Yeah, because they're not really giving you that much. Yeah. That pr- I thought that was a pretty weak promo. Yeah, they have, they they have no charisma. No, none. None whatsoever. Carmella, still weird not seeing her with Enzo and Cass, but it's good to see her being able to stand on her own. Breaks my heart. I mean, I remember when everybody loved them and she always got booed. Yeah. Nobody liked her. Now she gets kind of the similar reaction to what they get, not to the same degree. And she's another one. She's gotten so much better yeah. in the last you know six to eight months. So she gets a win over Aaliyah. She wasn't that bad either. No, she's she's pretty good. I saw her in a tag match at the Performance Center with your girl Liv Morgan, mm-hmm. and I, that was, I was like, oh, both of these girls look like they can actually they can. Liv actually Morgan work hasn't liked bit. any of my pictures recently either. No, no. Well, maybe she's still following me though. Well, at least there's that. I'm sure you're keeping <laughs> a, a good eye on that. <laughs> Double check, see if there's still going on. Nakamura against Elias Sampson. Not much to talk about. There was not much to talk about. I thought Elias looked decent in there. He used his size. I think he's he's a bigger guy. Mm-hmm. Shinsuke Nakamura does what Shinsuke Nakamura does. Kinshasa. <laughs> and that was a you know that was the way the show closed. So not a whole lot to talk about with NXT. So I'm hoping in this next set of TV tapings we get a little more than just squash matches, which seems to be most of what we've gotten the last month or so. Well, we got the debut of Showtime Eric Young. I'm not sure if you guys... That's coming up. I, I know who he is. I'm not, I'm not okay. that familiar. Okay. And um, another spoiler, Balor Joe is official for TakeOver. Okay, I did see June, that. I think it's June 8th. Mm-hmm. So don't expect him to see him on TV until after then. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of lost hope for that. How about listener questions? Yeah, we got one, we got one from Justin Dean Ivory Andrews. <laughs> he says, okay, I'm tired of the same faces for the Intercontinental Championship. Who would you give the nod for a title shot? Not name Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Miz, or Cesaro. New talent. New talent. I'm trying to think now. Who who's even in position to be there? I wouldn't even pick in position. Who you think? Who you know can actually do it? I think Apollo Crews would make a good Intercontinental Champion. It's always been the worker's belt, so. I still think Sin Cara should have beat Barrett for it. <laughs> Which version of Sin Cara? The only one that beat Barrett. 
Which one? You got to pick one of the nine. The only one that beat Barrett. Which one? There was only one that beat Barrett. No, it wasn't. <laughs> there's not. There's a bunch of birds in Sin Cara. It's been the same one for the last couple years. They, no, no, it hasn't. Yes, it has. No, it has. Oh, so the tattoos. Tyler Breeze. The, the tattoos Breeze. just you I, know just goes on all. Tyler Breeze. I thought of Tyler Breeze, but I didn't want to take him away from you. They need heels. He's a great heel. I don't know why they don't give him give him the time to shine. Ben Fandango. I'm adding him. So we got Sin Cara. I'm only going to say Fandango if he still is doing a leg drop. I haven't watched any of his matches. (laughs) We all know I love a leg drop, so thank you, Justin, for the question. We appreciate it. We appreciate it. What Um, else we got? We got one from the real babyface, Ron Roy. All right. He says, which WCW slash WWE stipulation match we haven't seen in a while would you like to see used again? Somebody else want to take this one? Because I can't even think of one we haven't seen in a while. I was thinking about this the other day, too. I mean, how about just a hardcore match? (laughs) A a real hardcore match? A real hardcore match is what I'm going to say. Boiler room match. (laughs) Empty arena match. That's a good one. Nikki Bella on a pole match. (laughs) A casket match. Yeah. Buried Alive. Buried Alive match. We haven't seen that that in a long time. No, it's been a while. Yeah, the casket matches. I mean, is that going to be a thing of the past? Is that a thing of the past now? I guess. can anybody else do the casket match? Yeah, cause, no. cause I think the last time we saw a Buried Alive was Kane and Taker in about five years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, I wouldn't mind seeing a Buried Alive match. That's always a cool match to see. Mm-hmm. All right, we got another question. Okay. <laughs> this is from the New Blood Rising Joe Lafferty. <laughs> he says, I knew Aaron Poffer pop of Russo reference. Okay. <laughs> he wants to know, what are, you, what are some of your favorite career-long rivalries, singles or tag tags? Singles or tag? I'm trying to think of a really good career long rivalry. Like guys, I guess Michaels and Brett. Okay, that that'd be my favorite one. I mean, Michaels is my favorite of all time. Brett, I was never the biggest fan of, but I always respected him, and he was a good a good counterpart for Michaels. They always had great matches. They had great matches for the Intercontinental and the WWE Championship. So. I think that's one thing that really, for a singles title, you gotta. It's not just over one. Like I would say, you could say it either for The Rock and Austin or The Rock and Triple H because that was you my saw, second one. You saw Rock them and Triple H. You saw them go for the Intercontinental, and then you saw them go for the Heavyweight. And I think two and a half years ago, when they did that tease for Rock and Triple H to go out at Mania, I I thought that would have been awesome just because I saw that. 16, 17 years ago. Yeah. Why not want to see that right. again? If they can go, why not want to see them go one mm-hmm. more time? Well, mine was my, my my top one was Triple H and the Rock because I grew up with that one. And lately, I've been rewatching. You wanted it. to see that match could be two thousand all over. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I've been rewatching stuff. There's stuff from nineteen ninety eight. They had a um, best two out of three falls at Philly Little ninety eight, which had a, time, a draw, right? Time limit draw. Yeah. And then I, before I came here. I started watching the ladder match from Love that ladder match. So underrated. You can only find it on the WWE Network for $9.99. <laughs> for, for a reasonable monthly fee. Y- yes. The first one's free. <laughs> Take that, Byron. But, um, yeah, I, like, even I saw them fight for the Intercontinental title to the WWE title, like, the WWE title, and then they, they, interact, they still interact to this day. Another one I had was Jericho and Benoit, because their, their match was always classic. And for a tag team, I had the Hardys and Edge and Christian. Well, one. I would I would say the Hardys and the Dudleys because I feel like you got to see them go at it longer. 
No, because no, the Hardys and Christian, because they they were at it way way before even before Dudley's came to WWE. They were at it before, but you got to see at least the Hardys and Dudleys. The three of them revolutionized tag team wrestling, but you got to see Dudleys and the Hardys go farther. No, but the Hardys and the Dudleys, I mean the Hardys and Edge and Christian, they got over together in one match. The the the, the latter match and No Mercy '99. That's what made them superstars. And they were linked ever since that match for the rest of their careers. Even when they... Even yeah, when they, they shared girls and it, all that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> even when they split the teams, they would still talk about it from after that point. So did you have any more? I have one more listener question. No, you have I'm done. Else? All right. This one is from the real Joe Lafferty. <laughs> he that said, wasn't a real one? <laughs> I don't know. We may have two Joe Lafferty's out there. We got two Ronald Lloyds. So he says, I love what they're doing with AJ Styles. He jumped over both secondary titles. Last two guys to do this were Goldberg and Steiner. And Brock Lesnar. When he loses to Reigns. (laughs) When he loses to Reigns and competes for these titles, does that diminish his progress slash popularity? He says, I don't think so because it sets up feuds with Owens, Zayn, Nakamura, and... John Cena. So, do you want to take this one first? Do you think AJ losing the World Heavyweight title and going back down to the Intercontinental US title, do you think that he loses any steam by doing that? No, because it's all about the performance and how close he came to winning that match. Like I said, he put on a great effort and like he, he kind of beat Roman a few times in that match. So, I, I like he he'll, if he does go down, it won't hurt him at all because they'll still they'll still mention it and it'll, it'll, he'll be more of a favorite to go over in those matches. How about you? Do you think this takes anything off him if he goes back and competes for a lesser title? Um, I don't think it'll take anything away from him. And then you got to think of how many people... It didn't used to be common, but in the last 15 years it has. How many people have been, became heavyweight title and then later on won the mid-card title and then go back up? Or they won the heavyweight title and then they went to a mid-card and that's where they stayed. I don't think it'll hurt him. I think he's one of those people where when we brought up, I don't know why none of us said it. You talk about the Intercontinental title... He's the best guy for it. I think he will make that title great. Not that that title's not great. However, I'm going to contradict kind of what I'm saying. I think if you put the U.S. title on him, that's not going to hurt him. But I think that's going to you know make that title. The only other person that's going to make that title big is Cena. Yeah, the right. title. The title needs the the guy. Yeah. Yeah, there's specifically not... on that U.S. and that's you know a little bit little favoring on that side. I mean, the Intercontinental title obviously having a longer history of WWE. That's why I'd say that. But yeah. I don't think it hurt him at all. I mean, you figure majority of uh, Jericho's Intercontinental title reigns came after his first heavyweight title reign. Right. I I agree with both of you. I don't I don't think it hurts him at all. I think he's made he already made a valiant effort in his first heavyweight title match. Not everybody gets can hold that title at once. There's only one guy that can hold it. So if he's not going to be holding it or competing for it, he might as well be defending another one and putting on great matches and building that title up. So I think it, it'll only it really would only help him. It'll help him and whoever he's in the ring against, you know, competing over that belt. So I think we're all in agreement on this one. We usually aren't all in agreement, but I guess it's nice. It's a nice way to end the show. It feels weird to me. On a good note. Anything else anybody wants to add about Payback or Raw? No. Do you have a 25th anniversary anniversary Jordan 1s? No, I don't. 
I hate those. I'm, look, I'm looking for a pair now. I hate those. <laughs> Is that what Shane was wearing? Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. So, on the note of the Jordans, what do you say, 25th anniversary Jordan 1s? Yep. Is that 25? No, yeah. 25, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Okay. We'd like to thank everybody for tuning in. You can listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, or watch video clips on our Facebook page. We'd like to thank our listeners in India and Pakistan. Anyone who hung around for the whole show, thank you for that. For Aaron Lloyd, for Eric Trembicki, I'm Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Thank <laughs> you.